Hilton program. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Last week, Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum and its chief voice, appeared at the G20 summit and called for, quote, deep systemic restructuring of our world, unquote. He said, what we have to confront is a deep systemic and structural restructuring of our world, and this will take some time, and the world will look differently after we have gone through this transition process. What would that look like? Well, if you say that this is not happening, then you will be accused, dare we say, of gaslighting, because... Absolutely, it is happening. It's taking place by right before us. On the other hand, if you say that it is happening, then you will be labeled, well, with any number of different labels, you will be labeled as an extremist. You'll be labeled as a conspiracy theorist. In other words, you will be gaslighted. No matter which way you go, you will be gaslighted. But then you say, well, you know what? I don't even know what that word means. And you would not be alone. You would not be alone, and yet Merriam-Webster reveals it to be the word of the year. Gaslight, or gaslighting. The publisher of the English Language Dictionary says searches for the word gaslighting spiked more than 1,000% last year. Gaslighting is a term used to describe a form of psychological manipulation, and it was named the word of the year for 2022. This very year, 2022, the word gaslighting that maybe you never heard of. Merriam-Webster, editor-at-large Peter Sokolowski, said that searches for the word gaslight or gaslighting rose by 1,740% this year and said that there was no single event that seemed to prompt the the sudden curiosity and interest in gaslighting. He said it's a word that has risen so quickly in the English language and especially in the last four years. It is actually came as a surprise, he said to most of us. The word was first popularized by the 1938 play called Gaslight, and two of its film adaptations made in the 1940s. In the 1944 film, a man lies to a woman, convincing her that the dimming of the gaslights at their home was a figment of her imagination. Well, the death of actress Angela Lansbury that took place last week, or actually last month, who starred in the film, perhaps contributed to the interest in the term in the last couple of months. But what does gaslighting mean? I've been asking myself that, and I keep hearing this term. I keep hearing it used in a variety of different ways, but it's always in a, shall we say, a descriptive or an accusatory fashion. What I have come to realize is it is the ultimate word of defense. It is used both as a sword and a shield. 
It is used as the ultimate defense mechanism. All you have to do is be accused of gaslighting, and it's all over. There's no more room for conversation because you've been gaslighting. The problem is that the person that's accusing you of gaslighting may very well be gaslighting him or herself. And therein lies the problem. It's a term that is so ill-defined, although you can supposedly find definitions for it, but when you get down to the bones, the real innards of the word and how it's used, it's very confusing. According to Psychology Today, gaslighting is an insidious form of manipulation and psychological control. Victims of gaslighting are deliberately and systematically fed false information that leads them to question what they know to be true about themselves. They may even begin doubting their own memory and their perception, even their sanity. And over a time, gaslighters' manipulations can grow more complex and potent, making it increasingly difficult for the victim to even see the truth. You know, when I read that definition, I thought, that's the characteristic of the whole Biden administration. That's the characteristic of Dr. Fauci. That's the characteristic of the CDC. That's the characteristic that manipulated untold millions and millions of people to get so-called vaccines that were not vaccines, and then to be accused that if you don't get the vaccine, that it's not a vaccine, then you don't love your neighbor, you don't love your family. Notice the manipulation. They were gaslighted, and the people just fell like dumb sheep to the manipulation. And then we find out this week, as or last week, as Dr. Fauci finished up his term, resigned, and appeared before Congress, he admitted that he succumbed to the pressure of the Chinese for all the lockdowns in America. He admitted that. Yet he told the American people, if you don't cooperate with the lockdowns, you're a bad person. You don't care for your country. You're not patriotic. You're an enemy of medicine. Are you beginning to get the picture? Those who use this word, gaslighting, in many respects, are the ultimate gaslighters. And so we're going to talk about this in a little more depth here on Viewpoint Today. I'm Chuck Chris Myers. Conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And it comes as no surprise to me that a word that is susceptible to such varieties of application and definition, admittedly, should come into prominence at a time when deception has become, shall we say, the spirit of the age, just as Jesus said it would be. Deception. He said, take heed that no man deceive you. And yet all you have to be accused of is gaslighting and off, you're totally intimidated. You don't know what you're talking about. Your memory is incomplete. What you thought you heard, you didn't really hear. 
the symptoms that you are feeling as a result of getting the shot, the people that are dropping dead all around you are not really dropping dead. It's a figment of your imagination. So we're told, even by the medical profession who have just sliced out the medical qualifications of two of the most prominent, respected cardiologists and doctors in the world today because they dared to say, we don't agree with your accusations. We don't agree with your viewpoint. And they say, how could you dare not to agree with our viewpoint? You're gaslighting us. No, the medical profession is gaslighting those doctors. Manipulation psychological control deliberately and systematically feeding false information that leads people to question what they know to be true if they're weak enough to allow it to happen we'll be right back once upon a time children could pray and read their bibles in school divorces were practically unknown as was child abuse in our once great america virginity and chastity were popular virtues and homosexuality was an abomination so what happened in just one generation hi i'm chuck chris Meyer, and i urge you to join me daily on viewpoint where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes could america's moral slide relate to the fourth commandment listen to viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org Did you know that words break bones? It came as a shock to me, but a congresswoman just came out and declared that words break bones. When I grew up, we were told that sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. Well, I don't agree with the fact that words can never hurt you, but I don't think that words break bones. There's no scientific, no psychological evidence, no visual evidence, no experiential evidence to prove that words break bones. So why would somebody like a congresswoman say such a thing? Because it becomes a form of, I hate to say it, gaslighting. Let me tell you how it works. You see, if she can convince you that words break bones then if you use words that she doesn't like, she can accuse you of violence. And the more she persists and gets other people to agree with her and echo that on the media and so on, you may increasingly come to the place where you somehow agree that in some way words break bones. Why would she do that? To control your words? So that you cannot speak the things that she disagrees with, or her particular group, or her particular political party disagrees with. It's called manipulation, friends. It's called intimidation, and to use the word gaslighting then may be an appropriate term to use, an insidious form of manipulation and psychological control. That's what it's all about. To tell people that words can break your bones, so you better not dare say anything that offends me because that is dangerous. That is violence. And it can break my bones. It can break the bones of 
other people who hear it. And you dare not say anything that could possibly upset anybody out there because then you are a bone breaker. Are you beginning to get the picture? That's how it works. And all of these accusations that have been coming out over and over and over again, all kinds of words that have become more and more popular, words of intimidation, words of accusation, all it is is to use this new term that's been called the word of the year, gaslighting. That's really what it's about. And now it has a specific term to use to describe it, and yet even there, the understanding of its implications is somewhat vague. So as psychological to, psychology today said, how does gaslighting begin? Well, a relationship with a gaslighter may seem to start out quite well. They may praise the victim on a first date, or maybe, as I was thinking, when Joe Biden was inaugurated, remember that? And he told us how he was going to bring peace on earth, goodwill toward men. He was going to unify the country. And he got everybody clapping their hands and jumping up and down. Republicans, Democrats alike say, this is the man we needed. This is what we needed. And then after he praised you and got you to confide in him and created a kind of political intimacy there, You became enamored. He was going to bring peace on earth. He was going to unify the country. He was the nice guy. Not like that Donald Trump fella. He's the nice guy. And then the manipulation began. And it didn't take very long, did it? So a a gaslighter will initially lie about simple things. But the volume of the misinformation that they lie about grows. Isn't that what happened? That's exactly what happened with Joe Biden and his whole administration. They all deceived. They all manipulated with words. They curried favor initially to make people feel that you were the victim and they're going to take care of you and they're going to solve all your problems and bring peace on earth and unify the country in one grand spirit. And once you rested in that, then they began the manipulation. They began the misinformation and then the disinformation that followed. So, The gaslighter may accuse the victim of lying if he or she questions the narrative. Oh, isn't that exactly what happened? They typically deploy occasional positive reinforcement to confuse the victim. But at the same time, they may attempt to turn others against the victim, even their own friends and family, by telling them that the victim is lying or delusional. Isn't that exactly what happened with COVID? That's exactly what happened, friends. And so families became divided, didn't they? How did they become divided? Because the gaslighters in Washington and in the CDC and the Dr. Fauci's of the world all collectively worked together to 
call the rest of the people that didn't buy into their agenda as liars or delusional or unloving, uncaring, unpatriotic. Notice every time they were labels. It was not an effort to try to deal with the issues on their face in honesty and with integrity. There was no effort to do that. It was all about labeling. So the word gaslighter or gaslighting actually becomes a terrifying label. And it's been used so frequently in just the last year or two that Merriam-Webster Dictionary felt compelled to name it the word of the year for 2022. Isn't that amazing? Now, the interesting thing is that if you are trying to read, look up, Google the word gaslighting, well, you're going to find a whole lot about it. But what you're going to find is most of the talk is about personal relationships. The problem is that they never talk about collective relationships. They never talk about the power of, say, uh, government that wants to manipulate and control you to do its will. That kind of application just doesn't seem to make it into the applications. And because of that, the word becomes even more dangerous because people do not see do not realize what is really happening to them. The people in the populace have become victims. Now, we don't like to talk about victimology. And so we're not going to look at us as victims. We're going to look at the manipulators. We're going to look at those who gaslighted intentionally, some to create chaos, some to create fear, some to manipulate the economy. But you see, if you accuse people of not wanting to jump on your agenda, for instance, to cut off oil and gas production in our country, then you're told by Joe Biden and by those in his cabinet, you're told by them that you are interested in the environment. Have you noticed that? You don't care about the climate. You have a death wish for the climate. You don't care about the world, even though Joe Biden seems to give great umbrance to China that just built 30 new coal Uh, companies, 30 of them, while Joe Biden says we're going to crush all coal manufacturing in this country. Yet he turns around and calls Americans unloving, unkind, unconcerned about the climate, unconcerned about the environment. Why would he do that? It's total manipulation. And you then become gaslit, shall we say, by the president and his cabinet. 
Now, this could happen with Republicans as well. This can happen with anybody. It can happen with pastors. Oh, yes, it can. The interjection of false fears to achieve secondary purposes and agendas. Some people will say those who employ this tactic often have a personality disorder or a narcissistic personality. Well, yeah, just look at Dr. Fauci. He said that he was, shall we say, the incarnation of all science. That's really what he said. He said, if you don't believe me, you don't believe in science. In other words, I am science. Do you understand what he said there? The implication is, if you don't agree with what Dr. Fauci said, who is in a role of leadership appointed by the government, then you are a bad person. You don't accept reality. You don't accept the truth. And so you must be brought to accept the truth or be ridiculed out of business. Maybe even have your business closed. Maybe have your children taken away from you. That's the ultimate gaslighting, friends. You see, it's not just at the psychological level. It also has practical implications when carried out to its ultimate ends. Manipulation is a key part of gaslighting. A fairly common tactic. And almost anyone is capable of employing it while gaslighting. Marketers aim to manipulate consumers. But gaslighting involves a pattern of abusive behaviors with the intent not just to influence somebody, but to control them. Notice the word control. You know, as I began to look at this word that has been so confusing to me, why is it that we keep hearing people use this on the news all the time? Why is it that we hear this accusation, they're just gaslighting, they're just this, they're just that, they're just ga- It's a label, my friends. And labels become libels. And libeling somebody is a very dangerous thing and prohibited by law. You and I have to be very careful in this world because even though we're talking using the term gaslighting, because Webster just came out and said this is the word of the year, we're just seeing it as it has become, it's surged into such prominence in the country, we just have no choice but to call it the word of the year. How did it happen, though? That's what we need to ask ourselves. How did this happen? It has been driven by government and pop culture. Government and pop culture. And the media have become the disseminators of the pop culturist application of gaslighting to use it as a protective device to say 
that if you disagree with what we're saying or you disagree and bring accusations against or question whether or not, for instance, a vote in Arizona or in the United States or anywhere else was accurate, then you are conspiracy theorists. You must be attacked. You are a bad person. You're not interested in integrity. You're not interested in democracy. In fact, you're an enemy of democracy. Notice how the progression of the words are to intimidate or to use the modern term, gaslight, to make you feel less and less of yourself, less and less confident that you even have a clue what's going on in our world. Mm-hmm. According to Psychology Today, gaslighting can be psychologically devastating. It violates trust, upends a person's view that people are good, can make them suspicious of everyone who is close to them. Wow. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Gaslighting, what in the world is it anyway? Well, it's a colloquial expression manipulating someone in defense of their own reality, causing them to question whether they're even thinking straight, whether they're even able to think straight or to assimilate the real world as it's happening in front of them. A means to question somebody's own sanity or to label somebody as not being sane. Jesus warned about deception, friends. And the deception that he warned about was categorical. It was broad. He said, take heed that no man deceive you. And deception comes in many ways. It comes in on little cat feet at first. Slight. You don't realize it. You, maybe you have a sense that maybe something is wrong there. Maybe it's not quite right, but you don't, you, you just don't grasp it. And so gradually, over a period of time, and it doesn't take very much time, you're sucked in. And you don't see what's actually happening to you. This happens with regard to our spiritual lives, friends. It happens with regard to our theology. Did you know that just last week, a leader, pastor, in uh, and, and professor 
in the UK came out and preached a sermon that Jesus may have been transgender. Yes, he did. And a bishop came alongside and said, you know, he wasn't really out of line that much. I mean, there's some evidence to suggest that maybe he was. Really? Where did you get the evidence? Have you ever heard anybody presenting such evidence before? No. The congregation, many of the congregation where he preached this so-called sermon, cried out, heresy, heresy, heresy. But yet a leader came along and said, well, not so much. Don't be so fast. Don't be so fast in accusing him because they're within the academic community. Uh, we see many reasons why that could be true. All right. Let's use that as an illustration. When a leader comes out and says such a thing, people are very gullible. Christians are very gullible because they don't know the word of God. Now, those who cried out heresy were more likely to know the word, but gradually over time, when a leader comes out and says, oh, well, don't get on that guy. Uh, you may be the problem because actually there is, uh, shall we say, scholarly uh, investigation that perhaps Jesus may have been transgender. So they've sown the seed in your mind and heart. You had trouble with it when it was sown. But then over a period of time, more and more people jump on the bandwagon. And they seem to have authority. And now what happens? You become suspect because you didn't agree with the scholars. As if the word scholar had anything to do with truth. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with truth. In fact, it may mean that you're doing everything you can to find ways to circumvent the truth. The word scholar means almost nothing other than you delved into something for whatever reason you chose to delve into it and then call yourself an expert. Deception comes in many forms. And then, of course, gradually, when more and more people begin to say, well, you know, did you hear that Jesus might have been a transgender? Or then you have some who say he was transgender. They had their reasons for saying that because that validates the transgender movement. It validates the whole LGBTQ movement. And others have said that Jesus was a homosexual. And don't you understand that he was a homosexual? Others say that he was married. Uh, and on and on it goes. They're all theories. They're all suppositions. And there's not a shred of truth to support them. Yet people will gradually over time become convinced, and then those that don't become convinced are labeled, gaslighted, as somehow being ignorant, somehow not understanding what's going on. You have no sense of reality. You just are should, should be rejected as part of intelligent society. That's how it works. Gaslighting a covert form of emotional abuse that makes people think they're losing their sanity. 
a form of psychological manipulation in which the abuser attempts to sow self-doubt and confusion in the other person's mind. They call him the victim's mind. I don't like to use the word victim because ultimately no one can be convinced against their will. A man convinced against his will will be of the same opinion still. Now, I would like to urge you, uh, even though we did not talk about gaslighting per se in the book Seduction of the Saints, I would urge you to get a copy of the book if you do not already have it. Because it's going to help you to understand so many, many, many different issues on different planes in which you are prone to be accused of gaslighting because you don't go you don't buy into the agenda du jour that was being promoted in pop culture or in the scientific world or by government or whatever as the time goes on the book seduction of the saints how to stay pure in a world of deception it's an eighteen dollar book yours for fifteen dollars on our website what a tremendous gift this would make uh, to a young person Anybody, actually. I mean, a gift to the family. This would give parents or grandparents enough fodder for conversation to cover an entire year or two or three years, for that matter, and have a command performance within because the issues are so relevant, so visceral, so gripping of the mind and the heart. There's no end in sight to the conversations you can have. This is how you can have a family gathering and do it regularly, once a week. You could even have one of your teenage kids read a chapter or a portion of a chapter and then kind of take the lead in discussing what it was and then the rest of you all feed in upon it. Seduction of the Saints. $15 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. You say you sound kind of uh, uh, maybe really kind of uh, up in arms about this gaslighting thing. Well, you've got that right. Because it's deception. It's a form of abuse in which a person or group causes somebody or a whole group of people to question their own sanity, their memories, their perception of reality, or their perception of truth. Very dangerous. It's a label, friends. Gaslighting is a label that has become a libel, and that's why it has been popularized so much as a way to almost instantaneously intimidate you from speaking. Or even thinking. Forbes magazine, foremost business magazine in the country, had a special feature called what is gaslighting meaning examples and support it's a it's a lengthy article 
eight pages as I printed it out online. And uh, so many different aspects and applications of it. Again, if you were not able to hear the first portion of the program today, uh, we talked about how what the root of this was, going all the way back to 1938, a play that was called Gaslight and then was adapted into a movie in 1940, followed by a better-known form called Gaslight in 1944, that was starring Charles Boyer and Ingrid Bergman, and then also Angela uh, Lansbury. So when Angela Lansbury just passed away last month, then, you know, it kind of brings up the history of this word, and it's become more and more popular. Let me share this with you. From this article uh, from Ford's Magazine by Marissa Conrad, uh, she talks about Paige Sweet, uh, Ph.D., an assistant professor of sociology at the University of Michigan, who studies gaslighting in relationships and in the workplace. He said, or she said, it's making someone seem or feel unstable, irrational, and not credible making them feel like what they're seeing or experience isn't real, that they're making it up, that no one else will believe them. Well, that's exactly what happened with two of the most famous doctors and cardiologists in the world, where the medical association disenfranchised them, took away their right to practice because they dared to disagree with Dr. Fauci's viewpoint that it become the gaslighting tool du jour to make anyone who contravened or disagreed with this uh, false narrative concerning COVID and uh, vaccines to become persona non grata, not worthy to live upon the earth, and certainly not worthy to practice law in a profession. That's how dangerous gaslighting is, friends. And it was done by a major organization in our country that people trust. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Gaslighting. 
The term, the word of the year, as reported by Merriam-Webster Dictionary. A Forbes magazine article is titled, What is Gaslighting? Meaning, Examples, and Support. Here is one of the statements that comes from Dr. Paige Sweet, a Ph.D., Assistant Professor of Sociology, University of Michigan, who's been studying this gaslighting business. She says, one of the really difficult things about gaslighting is that it's confusing at its core. It's meant to confuse you, and so it's really hard to identify it, she says, adding that it often comes from someone you care about and trust. So it can come within a marriage. It can come from parents to children. It can from from children back to parents. It can come from a government to you as a citizen. It can come from different er- many different areas where you trusted somebody. There are many different ways. Uh, the abuser pretends to have forgotten what actually occurred or denies things like promises made to the to the victim gaslighting can affect your mental health it's meant to provoke uncertainty and self-doubt and if you are experiencing being gaslit so to speak you may have experience anxiety depression disorientation lowered self-esteem post-traumatic disorder uh, a very exaggerated fear of danger, and even suicidal thoughts. Some of the things that uh, Forbes magazine points out, uh, being told that you're exaggerating, for instance, let's say that uh, you say that there are hundreds of thousands or millions of people that are dying as a result of the uh, vaccine or the jab. Well, those who don't want to hear that and are promoting the agenda of uh, supporting Pfizer and Moderna and so on and supporting uh, the movement of global governance that is underwriting and pushing universal vaccine all over the world, including the Bill Gates of the world. So those people are going to give you the impression that if you, and they're going to accuse you of just exaggerating, they'll say the data doesn't support what you're saying. Well, guess what? How many times have we heard that said over the past year and a half? The data doesn't support, and then we find out that in fact they've been hiding the data purposely, and the data not only supports what we've been saying, but actually increases or ups the ante, uh, verifying that the concerns were not exaggerated, but were very, very true and very real. Now let's apply it to the area of, say, um, uh, the pursuit of global government. Going back into the early 1970s, one would hear constantly 
That's just uh, conspiracy theory. But then in 1990, our president, George Herbert Walker Bush, declared before a joint session of Congress that we're moving toward a new global world order, and it's just being born right in front of us. And then over 200 times, he repeated that very same theme during his administration. Now, if you mention it, are you an extremist? Are you a conspiracy theorist? When the president of the United States is saying this over and over again, uh, not so likely. But how about now when the new uh, the World Economic Forum is gathering together the business leaders and political leaders of the world to actually create such a world government and declaring its purpose and its intent? Now, are you still a conspiracy theorist? Well, there are many out there who will say you are. You're just trying to stir up trouble. You're just trying to stir up fear. The news media is saying those kinds of things, friends. In fact, they are gaslighting. They, according to the very terms of gaslighting, that's exactly what they do. And then they accuse you of gaslighting if you say that they are involved in pursuing a new world order. You see how it works? So it works as both a sword and a spear. It is the ultimate defense mechanism that has been devised now to create a situation in which nothing can be trusted because of the manipulation factor that is taking place with intent. Meant to provoke uncertainty and self-doubt. Now, what about the application in elections? What about the application in elections? Well, we had an election in 2020. And Mr. Biden was ostensibly elected. I say ostensibly elected because... There were many, 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 many illustrations across the country full of evidence and witnesses that things were not kosher, so to speak. They were not done according to Hoyle. They were not true. But if you said that, then you would be accused of what? You'd be accused of not valuing democracy. You'd be accused of being an enemy of democracy. Isn't that the exact terminology that was used in the midterm elections by the Democrat Party accusing anyone who disagreed with their candidates as not being interested in democracy and trying to destroy America? Isn't that what they said? Between that and abortion, those were their only two uh, uh, messages. What was the message? Forget about the abortion message. What was the message about democracy? It was to stir fear among uneducated, unprepared people. 
to manipulate them into believing that the very people that were trying to protect the democracy were actually the ultimate destroyers of it. That's what it was. It was the ultimate political gaslighting. And it worked, apparently. It worked, apparently. Now, there yet remains one serious situation in Arizona. The World Tribune writes about this. 85% of Maricopa poll volunteers, Maricopa County in Arizona, say they're not at all confident about the 2022 election. 85% of the poll workers. What does that tell you? It tells you something was not right there. Something was very much not right there. Now, if you say that, then you're accused of not valuing democracy. You're accused of being an enemy of democracy. You're accused, and then you come up with whatever terminology one can uh, concoct in order to label and therefore destroy even the legitimacy of a concern. So, gaslighting has been used there in Arizona triple time to try to intimidate from making any effort whatsoever to investigate what was going on there in Maricopa County, the largest county uh, in Arizona, to make sure that people in not only Arizona, but the United States of America, could have confidence in their votes and their election. But those people gaslit, even by the Secretary of State of Arizona, who, by the way, refused to step aside from her role as Secretary of State because she was running for governor. She compromised, intentionally compromised, the count and the trustworthiness of the election by refusing to recuse herself. So, gaslighting, friends, is an enemy of trust. It's an enemy of our trust in one another, an enemy of our trust in our marriages, our enemy of our trust in our relationships between husbands and wives, children and parents, uh, just throughout all of our relationships. It's an enemy of our trust and working together in the body of Christ, in our churches. It's an enemy of our ability to have a cohesive country that has any level of respect and honor for one another. That is gone now. It's gone the way of gaslighting. So when you hear somebody want to talk about gaslighting just in the terms of uh, uh, family relationships or husbands and wives and things like that, it has far greater implications and application than that. Far, far greater. 
I felt that we needed to talk about that, especially since Merriam-Webster, the dictionary, English language dictionary, has now said it has become the most quickly rising word usage in the Western world. Who would have ever thought it? And the reason, friends, I am convinced, is because it is an expression of the massive spirit of deception and seduction that is taking over our world. That is causing everyone to second guess what they should think, what they should believe about anything, including whether Jesus is coming back. There are those who are even mocking, we'll call it gaslighting now, those who are talking about the second coming of Christ, saying, why are you doing that? How do you know he's coming back? You don't know when he's coming back, so it's a form of mocking. Gaslighting is a new term to describe an interesting form of mocking. When a pastor told me 20-some years ago when I was speaking to his men on a Saturday morning about the the then-time church, the now-time church, and the end-time church, a very simple 30-minute message. And these men catcalled right in the middle over and over again so I could hardly speak. And the pastor came around at the end. He had been there the whole time. And he said, Mr. Chris Meyer, the reason why my men did that is because we don't talk about the second coming here. We want people to love Jesus, not to be afraid. What he basically did was accuse me of trying to make his men afraid and not love Jesus. Do you see that, how that works? It's actually a form of early gaslighting. Thanks for joining us here on Viewpoint Today. Get a copy of the book, Seduction of the Saints, uh, How to Keep Pure, Stay Pure in a World of Deception. $15 will put the $18 book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. Get it for a friend. Read it yourself. Prepare the way of the Lord in your heart for history's final hour. Listen to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.